0: What's up? It's Monday. I'm Roy Furr. This is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. It's Mailbox Monday. That's the day every week where I answer your questions about copywriting, marketing, business building, and more. Today's question is, single biggest question I have is how to identify my ideal customer as a freelance copywriter. In a recent video, you suggested coming up with an idea of what your ideal customer looks like. Example, someone who sends lots of cold emails. This is great. And I even like your example of cold or warm emails. How do I find people who do that? I'm sure I can dig through my inbox and find some, and that would be a good that be good for my first client, but is there a way to expand that search space? Don't forget, if you have a question that you'd like to have answered in an upcoming Mailbox Monday episode, you can check the link in the description to ask Roy your question. And while you're looking around, make sure you like and subscribe so you can get more content like this delivered to you. Let's dive in. These are the proven direct response, marketing, copywriting, and entrepreneurship success strategies you can use today to write your own ticket and create the life you want. I am Roy Furr, and this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Now, here's today's breakthrough. All right, today, uh, rather than having some training be the sponsor or something like that, I'm just gonna tell you, you should make sure if you're not already, subscribe by email. Get my updates for each episode as well as more exclusive content when you sign up for my email list. That's at BreakthroughMarketingSecrets.com. It will be the first link in the description. Sign up by email for episode updates and more. Get Breakthrough Marketing Secrets all the time. I'm gonna keep delivering value and you're gonna keep getting it. All right, Uh, so this question comes from someone who is uh, fairly new in their copywriting career. And the first piece of advice, the first piece of advice that I have is you might not need to find your ideal client. You might not need to find your ideal client. Not right now, at least. You might just need to find your first client your first client if you don't know who they are if you don't know what criteria you might use for who your ideal client is going to be if you're not sure how to identify them do this instead get some work get like any kind of work right uh yes it's great if it pays well it's great you know all all of it's great if you find a great client for it etc but in the beginning Get work, get some experience in this field. Uh, And really what I mean is find somebody who's going to pay you for copywriting, who's going to respect you enough that, you know, they're going to pay you at least a decent living wage. But get some repetitions in where you're getting paid to do this work. Now, this is going to have all sorts of benefits. You know, the first of which is, hey, you're making a little bit of money, right? And these are not necessarily going to be your ideal clients, but you're going to recognize traits that you like in the clients. You're gonna you're going to recognize what it is about specific clients, specific work, specific jobs, specific opportunities that you like, and what you don't like. Um, and as you're doing this work, you're also gonna be able to build your profile, like build out you know, some some kind of uh, presence in the marketplace. And you're going to build your profile of who your ideal client is. And so, you know, your first couple jobs may be with kind of anybody that will give you money, but you say, I want more people like that. And so you start to pivot, you start to focus, you start to hone in on. I want more people like that. And you go down that path a little further and a little bit further. Like my definition grew and changed with time. I, you know, I, I started out doing product descriptions for IT training videos online. That was my first work that was in copywriting, where I was getting paid to be a copywriter. And then I became a full-time marketing guy for IT training videos. And then I helped uh, some people sell various marketing courses, build marketing landing pages. I got opportunities uh, working in the business opportunity space, that sort of thing, Um, eventually writing articles and stuff, and then writing more long sales letters and marketing campaigns. And it kept shifting and evolving through time until eventually I landed into a spot that became pretty intentional for me, which was in the financial copywriting space, writing long-form financial promos. But that reflects years of growth and change towards finding ideal. And even since all that work with the financial publishers, my ideal is shifting and changing a little bit. And what I would say is this question, um, there is an even bigger enemy in this question than not finding the right client or finding the wrong client. The biggest enemy is indecision and inaction. Right, like if you can't decide on who your ideal client is, and so you don't take action, and you use that as a as a justification, aka an excuse for why you're not chasing people because you don't know who your ideal client is, uh, that's a much bigger enemy than landing a few wrong projects and learning along the way. Like it is important to be able to fail, to get things wrong, and learn from your failures because. Every failure is a learning opportunity, but also there's often some things that go right and some things that go wrong. And you can kind of learn along the way what those were and maybe avoid some of the things that went wrong and do more of what went right, right? So with all that said, like what does make an ideal client? Answering the question more directly. I would say number one, like it's not just someone who sends lots of cold emails, right? That is so wide open as to not be useful at all, right? That person, okay, if if you say, oh, I, I'm looking for someone who sends lots of cold emails, that person might say, eh, okay, I do that. But it's not, it's not really an identity statement about who they are. It's hard for them to say, oh, this person focuses exactly on people like me. It could be, I focus on local independent financial advisors who, Uh, who send cold emails to get clients or something like that. I focus on um, health technology businesses that send cold emails to get clients. I focus on whatever. So uh, immediately I'm adding in a layer of industry or niche or topic on top of that. And suddenly we're really narrowing it down in a way that becomes useful because then you can say, okay, uh, I can go out and find health technology companies or independent financial advisors or whatever, right? I can go out and find people in that industry, in that niche. Um, Topic areas are, are similar. Like the more you can focus in, the more likely it is that the person when you find them is like, oh, you're looking for someone like me? You're designing your entire business to help someone like me? Well, let's talk, right? Business size is also a useful metric. The solopreneur who's barely scraping by is gonna have a different capacity to work with you and hire you and pay you money than a business that is you know, a few million dollars in revenue per year. And it's just gonna be very different. And so considering business size in that makes a difference and you can look at things like total customer base, revenue, you can look at employee uh, size, you can look at all sorts of different characteristics. Or you can be more specific around certain business characteristics, such as sales team size. So maybe, maybe you're looking for businesses where their sales team send a lot of cold emails and you want to help them create sales assets and resources that their sales team can use. And so in that case, you're looking for businesses that have five or more people on a sales team or looking for businesses that have five to 25 or 25 to 100 or whatever. And by the way, there are list businesses that will help you that will sell you lists of contact information at businesses like this, if this is something that you want to get specific about. And even if you don't go and buy those lists, it can still be useful to help you think about how to categorize how to categorize different businesses. To say, oh, uh there are categorizations of businesses uh based on sales team size. Okay, that's interesting, right? You might also consider tone or point of view or marketing personality, like what beliefs are represented by the business and how does that, you know, mix with your point of view and how does that uh, conflict with your point of view? Do you want to work with businesses that have different political views than you? Um, You know, some people don't care. Some people, it would tear their soul out, right? Uh, So think about that, like, Someone who sends a lot of cold emails, but specifically is a, you know, a a social justice liberal versus a, you know, constitutional conservative or whatever, right? Like uh, that that point of view can matter a lot and you have to figure out what works for you, right? And what, if you're going to be writing in their voice, can you write in their voice? Client personality more generally. So that was maybe marketing personality, but what about the client, the person that you work with? Is it a person that, uh, you know, are you able to find people who you enjoy working with? That matters a lot when it comes to an ideal client. Are you able to find someone who you get along with, who who you don't mind spending time with and having a meeting with? Um, or, you know, are they a terror every time you have to get on the phone? So these things matter. Investment in advertising, that's another metric you can look at. Uh, so I, I'm only looking for businesses that spend at least $500 per day on Facebook. Okay, or at least $500 per day on YouTube. Um, I'm looking for clients that have a test budget of at least $250 per day for YouTube campaigns so that they can, um, you know, test new creative and scale it when it works, right? Just some examples there, right? Uh, But that's how you can define different metrics that might make someone an ideal client for you. Are there other factors for you? I'm going to include a link in the description to a um, to a list that I actually got from Clayton Makepeace and then kind of turned into my own built on it, um, added different elements. I recorded a video recently with that. So check, look for the Clayton Makepeace list of the ideal copywriting client. Um, It's linked in the description here. Now, when you come up with so when you come up with some ideas of who your ideal client is going to be, then you actually have to go out and approach them, right? Indecision and inaction is your greatest enemy. So my favorite way to find copywriting clients for new copywriters specifically, is you decide on a niche, right? Decide on an industry, uh, a a space that works for you, that resonates with you, um, and look for characteristics that you like, and the more specific that it is, the better, right? The more specific that this industry is where a business would be able to say, yes, that is me. Like, I feel like I'm a part of that group or I feel like I'm not a part of that group. And it's not just based on something as simple as I use email marketing, right? It's not based on just tactics Um, because tactics can sometimes be universal and they're not a great narrowing or are fairly universal and they're not a great criteria for narrowing down the selection here. So decide what niche. Um, go sign up for emails. Go sign up for the email list in that niche. You could create what's called a bacon email list as opposed to spam, right? Bacon is, is email that you sign up for, um, like marketing emails, right? Uh, like breakthrough marketing secrets. You should sign up for that. But maybe it's your primary email address, not your bacon email address. Bacon is like a whole a whole... Uh, a whole email address that you create specifically to sign up for a bunch of different marketing emails so that you can have essentially a swipe file or so that you can study the different marketing that they're doing, right? So create a bacon email address, sign up for lots of emails in the industry, in the category, in the niche, whatever, and look for who's emailing, how much, you know, who's emailing every day, who's emailing, Uh, once a week, who barely ever emails and you forget about them. Look for sponsored emails and cross promotions. So people that are mailing for each other, that can be a really good thing to look for. Uh, Whether it's clearly paid or whether it's an affiliate or whatever, look for that. And start to keep track of those companies. Who do you see most in that, you know, email selection? Who are you interested in? Whose emails resonate with you? What styles resonate with you? Who would you like to write for? And make that list. Make that list. Okay, you want to write emails? You want to write emails for clients? That just showed you not only who the people are that are emailing a ton inside a specific industry or product category, right? That also showed you um, all sorts of things. Like if they are actively promoting through other people's lists, it probably introduced you to some names that you're not aware of by looking at who promotes through other people's lists. Um, There's there's all sorts of things that you can learn from that. Plus, you're seeing emails that presumably are working um, or are coming from good copywriting teams. And then you have a list of the different clients in the niche. And so how do you get those clients, especially if you're a new copywriter? Well, one thing you can do is inside that space, you can look for employment posts, you can look for job posts, uh, look for them to be hiring in general. One thing that'll do is that will help you see like who the contacts are in their marketing department, especially if they're hiring for marketing positions. That's good to see, right? Uh, Even if you're not applying for a full-time job with them, it's good to be aware, okay, they are actively hiring marketing people, right? Uh, You can look for spec assignments or any kind of copywriters wanted type requests where they're asking copywriters to submit stuff. And then you can do cold reach outs. Um... Yeah, and and um, I like to do them top down, so I like to look for a executive or owner of the company, uh, especially if you're working with smaller businesses. Otherwise, you're looking for kind of the top person in the department. Try to be very conversational. Hey, I really appreciate the work that you're doing. I've been studying your email marketing. Um, I was wondering if you have any overflow copywriting work, and that's a pretty useful term I picked up from Jake Hoffberg. Like, do you have any overflow copywriting work? Your team is clearly busy. You're doing great things. Do you have any additional work that is not getting done that you would like to get done? Um, and then what would it take to be considered for uh, for helping you out with that, right? And start a conversation. Don't be like, oh, I have this particular offer that you should whatever. Just start a conversation uh, and see where that goes. And if you do that with, you know, 5, 10, 20 people in the industry, in the niche, in that list that you came up with based on seeing people emailing, you're likely to start at least a couple good conversations and um, and, and you have the potential to grow from there. And then you just work. You work to grow your skills, to grow your relationships, to build your reputation, to get clear. Again, going back to that initial question on what an ideal client looks like for you. And then as you start to have more and more understanding of that, of the answer to that question, well, then you can start to shift and steer the clients that you reach out to that you seek to form relationships with in the future. So uh, don't forget there's links in the description to that Clayton Makepeace list of what makes a perfect copywriting client uh, to ask me your question. And importantly, if you're not already subscribed, of course, you can like this episode. You can subscribe here and sign up by email. Uh, I don't just send out daily episode notifications. You get more exclusive content when you're on my email list. I'm Roy Fair. This is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Hey, and I will see you again in the next episode. See you soon. Bye.